Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is episode 449, and since you are hearing Drew, that must mean Kyle's on vacation. So joining me is our good friend Eric from Cowabunga Comics. Hello, Eric. Hello. Uh, how are you doing? And thanks for filling in. My pleasure. Uh, I'm doing quite well. Uh, a little bit tired, but quite well. Things have been moving very fast. Uh, I'm sure a lot of folks either saw or heard from last week's episode that we are moving. And that has really kind of jump-started a lot of things for us. We've had a number of uh, folks offering to help, which is great. Anyone who's in the area who wants to help, we will probably take you up on it. But uh, along with the move means we've got more space and we need to have fixtures to fill that space. So we've been going around and hunting down some additional fixtures uh, at some of the store supply companies around us. We've been working on upping some inventory. Uh, and then, of course, the big re, uh, reopening happens on free comic book day. So we've got all of those books planning to come in. Plus, we're going to obviously have some sales going on for uh, the reopening. So we'll have sales. We've got a whole bunch of recent collections that have come in over the last mm, five or six days that we will have processed and will be debuting at the grand opening. So there'll be tons of new books, um, tons of space, and it's going to be it's just going to be an awesome time. So that's been keeping myself and James quite busy with uh, going back and forth between the new place and, and the current store and figuring out how we want to lay things out, where we want to kind of stage stuff while we're moving in and then of course what we want to move and how we want to move it so it's been uh it's been exciting and then of course james and i are headed to chicago for c2e2 uh, next week we'll be there wednesday and thursday for the diamond retailer summit which my anticipation is we will probably do a recording thursday night for everyone just kind of give updates on what we've heard and talked about specifically from marvel and dc because they tend to kind of do the big presentations of what they're rolling out for the summer and then, uh, yeah, and then we'll be at the show Friday. So if anyone's coming to C2E2, stop in and say hi to us. And then you're going to go to, to a Heroes Con a, a month later, right? Yes. Well, a month and a half, something like that. Uh, my beautiful and awesome wife has uh, decided that for my birthday this year, she wanted to get me tickets to go to Heroes Con because I've talked about wanting to go for years. So either she got sick of me talking or she just got sick of me. But either way, uh, it, it finds me with tickets to Heroes Con. So I will be heading down. Uh, it's Father's Day weekend. I'll be going down there and taking in all three days of the show. So also, if anyone is down there and wants to catch up and say hi, just let me know and we'll we'll make sure that can happen. Man, I've heard great things about their uh, Artist Alley. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope you do a post-con report on that. That'd be cool because that's, that's one I want to I check out one of these days. Oh, I, I definitely will. I'll, uh, I'll make sure to do a wrap-up. And I'm, James and I will probably do a wrap-up for uh, C2E2 for the day that we're there as well. So, yeah, absolutely. How f- are, you, are you flying to Heroes Con? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm flying to Heroes Con because uh, if I was driving, you and you and Kyle would have no choice. You'd have to come with me, but Kyle would probably be on vacation, <laughs> so you know it just didn't make sense. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to fly down. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if it's Father's Day weekend, I should be able to do whatever I want, right? Right? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't have. To, I don't have to ask permission. That's right. It's I your. Do what I want. It's your weekend, damn it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, so uh, that'll be got, fun. We got. That sounds cool. Uh, we got some cool uh, listener feedback today, uh, this week. Uh, uh, Ricky Slider uh, sends us an email and says, 
I'm a new listener to the podcast, but love it so far. Keep up the good work and thanks. Thank you, Ricky. We love new listeners and old listeners alike. So we appreciate when we when somebody takes the time to uh, reach out to us. You don't discriminate uh, on age or tenure. Exactly. Uh, Jason from Hawaii, uh, frequent uh, contributor to the podcast, says, Dear Kyle and Drew, thanks for recommending Iron Man Hong Kong Heroes. In episode 447, Lucas of Dragon's Lair said he sold out of this issue. I'll probably hold on to this issue for quite a while. The interior art looks great. I haven't quite read it yet. All right, cool. He also says, uh, regarding the Deadpool trailer, thank you so much for going over the characters' first appearances in comics based on the trailer. That little segment was very informative and fun to listen to. May I ask if you guys can continue to do this for future comic book movie trailers? Yeah, that yeah, that, that was cool. Um, Kyle, Kyle did research. Um, you know, watched the trailer like a gazillion times to find out who was who and um, tried to pull the first appearances of the characters he saw in there to get a little extra um, step on uh, getting the, those uh, spec books before everybody else snaps them up and uh, share that with you guys. And, and yeah, that, that was kind of cool. Uh, what what are the chances, how many more of those type of situations are all going to come together in a perfect storm where it has that, that gold hasn't been mined already? I don't know. But if the, if it happens and um, Kyle can suss it out, man, we will definitely share it with you. I say sign Kyle up for it. He's not here to say no. <laughs> yeah, I commit him to that. Yeah. That's, we will definitely do that. And thanks for the for the kind words, Jason. Um, Michael Lamb says, now my dream will be realized because last week he said my dream was going to be realized because of the Astro City movie uh, or TV show or whatever it was be an option. Uh, he says, now his dream is being realized because Donny Cates is going to kill all the Inhumans. Glorious. Yes, we we saw that there's, we don't know if he's going to kill off a few. going to kill off one he's going to or he's going to kill every single Inhuman and will be rid of Inhumans for, oh, I don't know, six months to a year or something <laughs> before they all come <laughs> back to life. Um, but yeah, we've been. We've been on to Marvel's attempt to uh, surplant the the mutants for Inhumans for a while, and we were sick of it. I've come around a little bit since then. You know, started reading uh, Black Bolt and enjoying it, and a couple of other Inhumans books. But I still have that residual uh, ire for Inhumans, so I'll be glad to see Donny Cates kill them all. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> Do you have any inside dope on just uh, what the deal is going to be with that? I, I've I've heard very little except for kind of uh, just just the the high notes there that going he's going to kill something. Yeah, no, I uh, we haven't gotten anything. My assumption is that's going to be one of the big things that they talk about next week uh, when we have the Marvel panel. Seems like an an item that they would want to talk about. Uh, last year when we were there, the thing that they talked about was the Secret Empire event. So, um. My guess is we're going to talk about the Donny Cates uh, components to killing off the Inhumans. And I don't know if they're planning any other major events. Obviously, they've got the fresh start going on, but that's been started. So I don't know how fresh it'll be next week. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Jay asks, hey, what are some of the your recent favorite indie books? Well, I'll probably just tell you what I, I, I haven't just been reading indie books, although I do read 
read quite a few. Um, let's see, what's, what have I been reading lately? Uh, the Wilds, number one, was really good. It was a lot of fun, and it was like a... I have a kind of a soft spot for these po- dystopian future type things, and I read. I tend to, tend to read a lot of those. And um, it was about a person who's like a runner, and so it's uh, there's there's mutants everywhere, and it's after some kind of cataclysmic event. Um, but this 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 runner, she goes between these settlements and like. Uh, gets medicine to one place and trades that for something else to another place and um it was a really good first issue i I have no idea where it's going to go but but that was tons of fun um i really liked the first issue of beef um uh the the starkings book so he puts down elephant men and it starts this new thing um that was kind of cool a lot of a lot of stuff about how bad (laughs) some of these big farms can be and um yeah I really like I really liked beef, so <laughs> it, it was hard to read. But you know, stuff about like uh, so stuff in soda and then things like that. But it was also just kind of like a a slice of life tale too. So I'm not sure where this one's gonna go. This first issue, um, it looked like it might have a little super natural element at the end, which kind of bums me out. But um, it, it 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 started well, and I, I'm kind of withhold any worry until after. After the next issue comes out, another one I like is uh, is Dodge City number one. This is yet another um, Boombox book, which is like uh, Boom's all ages imprint, and they've been doing these kind of anime sports uh, books. They started with Slam, that might have been a mainline bo- Boom book, but it, it was about roller derby and. Then they did fence about fencing, and um, that was definitely a boombox. And then it's Dodge Cities about dodgeball, and these kids playing dodgeball, and I, I just find them really fun and light, and um, they've just got that anime kind of style to them. So uh, that that's been tons of fun. Uh, New Jazz Maynard came out. I know Eric's reading that. Yep. Um, it's it it's. Um, a couple issues in it at this point. It, it's been good. Uh, I like uh, I like Strangers in Paradise twenty five. I don't really know much about the series. I never read any of the existing, but I just thought, wow, what a what a really cool style um, this is. And of course, I should know Terry Moore is awesome. So um, that's been good. Uh, Oblivion song by Kirkman. I thought that was a really good debut issue. I really liked that a lot. Um, and, and I hope it's, it's, I liked it a lot better, better than I liked the first outcast. So that was, that was really good. Um, trying to think of anything just came out this week that sticks out in my head. Uh, dry County was really good. Um, can't remember. Oh, it's the same guy that did spy seal. Uh, is it Tommaso? I think that did that. Uh, I didn't like I didn't like Spicy, but I really liked Dry County, uh, his new one, and it, it was really good. Another good debut. So there's tons of of indie stuff that's really been um, cool and nice to see that there's 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 always something new coming down the pike. How about you, Eric? Anything uh, 
you've been reading recently that that sticks out to you? Um, I've been reading some of the new stuff I've been reading. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a couple months behind. I did finish up the Chasing Hitler mini, which I think was from Red Five. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fun. I'm, I'm a World War II uh, history guy, so that was kind of a fun. Uh, did it finish up? Did that feel like that was the last issue to you? It, it didn't quite feel like it was the final issue. It felt like an, a, a break. Uh, and I, I'm hoping that they come out with another arc because uh, well, I don't want to give too much away, but they've traveled to a destination and they're con- you know, kind of continuing the hunt, which uh, my assumption is that we're going to get another miniseries or maybe multiple miniseries. Um, I don't know if anybody that's listening watches the... Or, did watch i think it might have wrapped up for the season the hunting hitler show on history channel um it's kind of it's not exactly like that because obviously this is is uh fictional but it's very similar in some of the setup and some of the places that they've been so it's kind of cool how those are are kind of marrying together um so i read that i've been working on finishing up some of the hard case crime books that i have like i have minky woodcock i think i have one issue left of that to read um, trying to think what other one do I have? There's uh Corey's War. I have one issue left on that to read. I finished up Ennis's Punisher Platoon, which was fantastic as always. Um, what else? Oh, that was there? great. I feel like there's a couple other things. Oh, uh, I decided that I was going to start watching Jessica Jones season one on Netflix. I am I'm woefully behind on watching all the Netflix stuff as well. But uh, before I did that, I wanted to reread the Alias Omnibus, so I read that again. Holy smokes, the omnibus? Yeah. Well, that's that's quite a few. <laughs> uh, it was 23 issues? 23. Like but, uh, so I read that. Yeah. Um, I'm also kind of kicked off uh, starting to read the Thunderbolts, the Kurt Busiek Thunderbolts run. So I'm about five issues, six issues into that. Uh, and then just to kind of cleanse my palate, I have the uh, Amazing Spider-Man omnibus volume one that I've kind of started paging through a little bit so that's been the immediate stuff that i've been reading uh, i've got a stack of stuff that i love that i'm a little behind on is uh, black magic i have a couple issues of that waiting for me that is definitely yeah. i'm going to say that's probably one of my top three books that's going on right now jazz maynard just I, came out yeah. yep yep uh number 11 yeah uh, i am caught up on jazz maynard i absolutely thoroughly enjoy that book i love the art i love the the pacing the for people that haven't read it, it's a little bit different than an American comic, not in its size or its layout or anything like that. But I feel like the story moves around a lot quicker and more gets accomplished in each issue than a lot of standard comics that we get here. And I don't know if it's because of the way that it's been adapted from the French comic or if it was a uh, you know not a comic and something else. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think they were actually prose volume type novels but i'm not sure uh but the way that they move around it it doesn't let you get bored because there's so much action going on and you're always chasing after someone or something um so i've been really 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 enjoying that um oh i did read uh, star wars adventures 8 i read otis's backup story his jawa backup story yeah which is cool i haven't haven't got to that yet yeah it's it's fun it's Pure Otis art style and the writing, it's great. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, Oh, I did read the Fantasy of Grimgar and Ash 3-volume manga series, and I enjoyed that so much that I went out and bought the first two light novels that it's based on. So those are kind of waiting in the back burner. 
And man, you're going down the manga rabbit hole, man. Now you're reading novels based on on manga. That's pretty that's that's hardcore. <laughs> that's good stuff. I mean I've got what I've yeah. got four or five volumes of stuff next to me here. I've got uh, a couple volumes of Black Butler that I have to read. Um someone recommended our mutual I... friend our mutual friend Perseus is always always uh getting on me about not reading enough manga. He he's a big manga proponent and yeah. uh, he reads a ton of it. And uh but yeah, I've got I've got to I've got to carve out some time for some because the stuff that is kind of manga light that I like over at Boom, I think is good is a good I think if I like that, I'm going to I would like some of this the slice of life manga stuff that he reads. Yeah, he reads more of the slice of life stuff. I'm uh I definitely don't read the slice of life items. It's not because I avoid them. I just, it's not what catches my eye. Uh, I read some more of the action based or thriller based ones or more uh, detective-y kind of things. Like the fantasy of Grimgar and Ash was, to me, it was really cool. I'm not a huge video gamer, but like I played Final Fantasy uh, 12, 13, something like that when I was in college and I really enjoyed it. And the, the, Fantasy of Grimgar and Ash is based on this premise that uh, a kid essentially wakes up in a video game world. He doesn't know it's a video game world. It's just to him, he wakes up in a new world. And it's all about a journey where he joins a team and they start off kind of at level zero and they have to gain skills by killing these little, you know, different animals in the game, orcs, all those different, all the way up to orcs and bigger things. They get a certain amount of money. Uh, the money they can then buy to upgrade their weapons, to upgrade their defenses. And as they get stronger and better, they can go into these higher level areas. And, and they do it all without you having to know or understand the premise of that kind of video game play. It was just really well done. And that's why I wanted to go back and read the light novels. Because it's only three manga volumes, but I think there's 11 actual novels to it. So, wow. yeah, it was... It, I mean, I read the three of those in... Uh, I started the first one like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and I had the third one finished by the end of Friday. I mean, it was I went through them fast. So, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, now, do you read the current Jessica Jones? I know you just said you were doing the omnibus for Alias. Yeah, I did do not. Read- I have not read the current one. I'm actually just going to wait for the omni- the second omnibus to come out because I'm assuming they're going to do it again. Yeah. Um, so I'll just get that and read it. Yeah, they just did the final. Yeah. He did the final issue and uh wonderful, wonderful send-off for the character and a really kind of a love letter to the character and the fans at the end from Brian Michael Bendis. It was a really great way to to end the series. I don't know if he collects that back matter stuff in those or not, but um you might want to grab that final issue uh if if they don't cuz it, it's worth it's worth the read. Sure. Um yeah. Tons, tons of fun stuff. Um, just kind of scratching the surface, hitting some of the high notes. We could talk all day about stuff we like reading, um, <laughs> but yeah, we we appreciate that because sometimes we we for, I mean I, I'd rather read them than spec on them, and uh, uh, so th- this is it's good to to touch on some of the fun stuff that we're finding. Absolutely. Um, uh, I had a fun trip uh, down in the nostalgia hole yesterday. I went to see. Um, an early release of Ready Player One, and it was—I don't know if you read the book, but it's it's chock full of '80s and '90s nostalgia. So yep. it, a lot of it probably predates you, or or it's you were very young. 
but for me it was like right in my wheelhouse of stuff that pop culture stuff that uh i grew up with and uh loved and so it was it was really cool um really cool adaptation and um it it's worth it's worth going to the theater to see and in 3d um I really, the, the 3d sequences were really awesome so um kind of a kind of comic related not really it's more nerdy culture related i guess um but a, f- a fun movie and I, I highly recommend it to you guys out there um i also wanted to thank uh david latham who uh writes stray bullets uh i joined his newsletter and uh he sent and because i just shared his his newsletter on my twitter feed he sent me a nice stray bullets decal as a as a thank you i thought that was kind of cool cool to reach out to uh fans of your work and uh give a little something like that i thought that was pretty cool of him and um um i again recommend stray bullets It's, it's a fun read if you if you could handle uh, black and white and uh, adult themes <laughs> and uh, violence, uh, but th- it's good. Uh, do you ever read Stray Bullets at all? I have not. I mean, it's no. it's not something that uh, I shy away from. Obviously, I, I like some of the grittier crime type stuff, so it's not. Yeah. yeah. It'd be in my wheelhouse. It's just I only have so much time, and I've already got myself surrounded literally right now by stacks of things that I haven't read. So... I just try and pick what I can do, and then uh, it's one of those things where I'm planning on trying to go back and get a collection of it at some point and read it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we heard uh, that Fantastic Four has been announced. It's coming back. Yeah. And, yeah, we wondered if it would ever happen, and it, it, it has. It's been gone a while. I can't remember exactly how long has it been. Three, four years, something like that? Uh, it's probably been about three years. Yeah. If I remember right. We have a creative team that's going to be on it. It'll be Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli. Um what do you what's your first uh instinct tell you on uh, that creative team and the return of Fantastic Four? Uh I I think that having Dan Slott write Fantastic Four is going to be good for it. Uh he's he's done a lot of great things with Spider Man. And I'm hoping that he can infuse life back into the Fantastic Four franchise. I know that there's a lot of longtime readers of the FF that, uh, you know, come hell or high water, they're going to keep reading it and they enjoy it. But I think it needs... uh, Fantastic Four, I think, has kind of waned in its, not necessarily relevancy, but in its excitement that it's generated in the industry with titles like spider-man continuing to keep that excitement level up there um you know obviously deadpool in the marvel universe and then now donny kate's coming in and kind of jazzing things up with dr strange and thanos and stuff like that it's going to need to compete so i i think that slot is a good writer that can come in and bring some really strong creativity to it um i i myself very much enjoy the very very beginnings of fantastic four but it gets to a point when you kind of get to issue 60 or a little thereafter where, it, to me, I kind of just fall off of it. Um, a lot of great stuff happens in those early FF issues, a lot of first appearances, uh, obviously Silver Surfer, Galactus, um, 
Black Panther. There's a lot of that part of it, and I hope that that's the kind of piece that Slot can bring. And that's one thing that we don't see a lot of anymore in the big two universes are, you know, really strong new characters. And I don't know if part of that is because they have a hard time naming them, finding power sets that are different and separated from other beings. Obviously, Donnie has uh, kind of come in with the Cosmic Ghost Rider and done a few things along those lines, and I hope he will continue to. But um, I think the industry as a whole is better off if there's a strong Fantastic Four book. Uh, it's been long enough, so let's you know hope that it comes back with a little bit of excitement. Are you reading Marvel 2-in-1? Uh, I have picked up a couple of issues and paged through them, uh, but again, my pull list has more than enough for me on it, so I had to kind of draw a line. But what I've kind of paged through and looked at, it's not bad at all. Oh, no, no, it's good. Um, It's been a slow-moving pace. It's been been well done, but, you know, the whole premise from the first issue on, and I think we're on four or five now, that the thing and Johnny are going to go looking for uh, Sue and um, Reed and uh, the kids, uh, but the thing assumes they're still dead, but he's going to lie to Johnny to to keep, keep get him out of his doldrums. Right. But they've been kind of spinning their wheels, and they're finally now starting this journey. But they're going to have to accelerate this journey, I would think, of the story arc pretty quickly because if Fantastic... Fantastic Four's coming back in, in July. It doesn't give them what a handful of issues to reconnect. And I guess you can you can move pretty quickly in comics, so you can do as fast as you want. But um, I hope it lines up so that uh, the the reappearance happens simultaneously, or maybe even in two and one to lead into that. I, I think that would be fun, and and I, and I hope they they do that. And keep yeah. those those books con- connected, and then I'd love to see it go- continue and uh, kind of go back to where Thing teams up with uh, with other people. I know our friend Brawlinator, um kind of feels that same way. He uh, he he remembers those days of the of Marvel Two and One, where Thing would kind of he'd team up with anybody in the Marvel universe, and it'd be a fun kind of done in one story and I th- that'd be cool if they continued that and had both those books going simultaneously that'd be that'd be a, a, a nice return to form I think right well as uh before we hop into the uh, FOC because there's a lot of items on there we just want to I want to go over real quick um, just the opportunity it is to to have access to an FOC and how cool that is Um you know, a lot of times I would get wind with my previous uh, comic shops that I was with. I would get wind of something, you know. Oh, Walking Dead's putting out this um, kind of a stealth variant or something. And, you know, you've got a week to to get your order in. Um, because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna shut the door on FOC, and at the time I'm like, what is this FOC? I don't even understand it. But you know, I did not, I'd ask ask the, the the LCS that it was closest to me in proximity, and then I had a mail order company that you may have heard of that made up <laughs> of letters that I would I would reach out to via email, and they couldn't help me. They could never help me get any of this stuff, and and now. 
um, I've switched to Cowabunga. And w- if, if I get an email from Image that they're doing some kind of April Fool's variant, for instance, which is coming up, and um, they're going to slam the door on the FOC in a week, um, all I have to do is say, dear LCS up there in Wisconsin, can, is there any way you can get me one of these? And, and, and the answer is not what or what are you talking about or no or, or ignoring me. They actually help me out, Eric. And I appreciate that so much because it makes me feel like uh, I, can, I can play in with the big dogs, you know, they, the, that these companies put this stuff out and it's it, it, you just find out about it a week, a week before it comes before you can't order it anymore. And it seems like it's a peek behind the curtain of the publishing industry and, and how they, how they do these things. And these are, these are kind of, it feels like it's like retailer only exclusive stuff that you're letting me get a peek behind. And I I assume you do that for your other customers as well and let, and, and open this up to them. And I just think that's incredibly unique and very cool and not only is it stuff like this April Fool's variant that's coming out, but sometimes I I, I screw up my order <laughs> on previews and I forget to order something or I, uh, you know, order one but forget about the B cover or something. And it's it's so nice to be able to, to it, it's not too late. FOC means it's not too late for me. I can still, with these 10, 10 publishers or whatever, I can still pick these things up if they, if they participate and, um, and get it added to my order. And it's, it's really kind of cool. I feel it's unique because of my experiences. I've, I've never had the opportunity to do that. Um, if you guys that are listening have a store that hooks you up and helps and helps place orders with FOC. That's awesome. And the, you know, the, and I'm telling you, I think it's, it's unique in the marketplace. And if you don't, I know a place that, that has it. And, and thank you, Eric, uh, for opening my eyes to the wonderful world of FOC. It, it's been really cool to be able to kind of see, uh, how, how these, these things happen and these, these orders can be added to or even reduced at the last minute right you can even yep. reduce your order sometimes yeah which is cool no I, I you're you're welcome i mean it's part of the part of the business and for us it's not it's not something to be hidden um because honestly every book sold is a book that we make a, a profit on you know depending on if it's in the store or through the mail order service there's a profit to be made so it helps us it helps our customers um you know, get what they want. And that's really ultimately what the whole point of this hobby is, you know, enjoy what you're doing. Uh, I had a, a great phone discussion with, um, I think a listener of your show and our show, Tim, who was kind of explaining how he bounces around to a couple of different LCSs based on where he's traveling and what he's doing. Uh, you know, and he, he just kind of asked how we do things. And so I was explaining it and I told him, you know, ultimately, what it comes down to is whether you're in the store or you're someone that we're sending packages to and we haven't yet had the chance to meet you. And I, and I say haven't yet because I assume at some point, um, you know, either 
we'll cross paths in Wisconsin or James and I will be out doing something else. And our intention is to meet everybody. Uh, but whether we've met you or not yet, we want everyone in the store uh, or mail order, whoever it is, to have the exact same experience. Now, obviously, in the store, we can't, you know, we can do things that we can't just through talking on the phone. But at the end of the day, no one really should get any preferential treatment because it's the experience, the the opportunity to either collect or read what you're looking for that we want to promote and that we want to be a part of. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, we've talked in the past, I don't know, on this show, but definitely on with James and I, that the retailer ends up taking a lot of the risk in this industry because we're putting orders in on good faith two months ahead. Uh, you know, we're, we're putting things in stores that we know we can't return, uh, except for a few things here and there at, at discretion of the publishers. So we take on a lot of risk. And so it's, it is in our best interest to make sure that our customers have what they want. And if there's something that, you know, is on FOC and we get people that are like, oh man, I didn't realize I really want to get that. We would much rather be able to up that order than not. Uh, a great case is actually one that I think is coming out this month, uh, this week that we're going to talk about in the uh, what you know the the final section where we look at our spec picks, but that's Batman forty four. Originally, the variant edition was kind of a ratioed one. When it came time for initial orders, it was ratio belief, and in between initial and final orders, DC realized that there was much more demand for uh, the idea of getting a set of these covers than the ratio that they decided to go ahead and unlock it. Well. It, they told us the week of FOC and we were able to make adjustments to subscribers accordingly. So, um, you know, it's really just there to help everybody else, uh, get what they want and be able to take a look at it. Um, like you said, you can take things off too, which again, that helps us reduce risk depending on what's going on. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that you appreciate it. It's definitely something that as we work farther, uh, towards getting a a full website presence for the ordering for the mail order comics built out. We want to have uh, an FOC portal on there to help people uh, add things to the list if they want. Uh, but yeah, and it's one of those things too, where if you are a subscriber to our service or if you're interested in it, you know, if you're interested in that FOC list, uh, let me know and we can work on getting that for you. Or if you happen to hear what's going on and you want to add a book, I get emails once or twice a week, folks saying, hey, I, I heard about this book and I'd like to add it. Is that possible? You know what? Even if it's past FOC or it's a company that's not on FOC, the last, the worst thing I can do is go into Diamond, put in an order for the book, hit submit, and watch my email 30 seconds later to see whether it says, you know, quantity not available or uh, item will be shipping from local stock. And I can tell you that easily, you know, within probably five minutes Yep, I was able to get it, or no, I can't get it here, but I've got another source um, that I can try and get it from. So we're going to do what we can for everybody, whether they're in-store or mail order. It's it's That's the the idea of the business, and ultimately, James and I, our reputation is kind of on the line. It's our names that are attached to it. We're the ones that are doing it, and we're probably doing more than most LCSs by putting out a podcast, putting ourselves out there. Um, you know, and, and being more active in the, the community as a whole. So it's one of those things where we take pride in it. But with that comes the responsibility of maintaining a certain level of service to everybody. <laughs> with great with great pride comes great responsibility. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. With great pride um, comes great customer service. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I like it. We'll work. We'll, we'll noodle on it. We'll sure. that out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's, let's pull up the FOC and see what kind cool. of gold we got in here this time. And uh, let's let's uh, pray that Diamond doesn't take a crap on us. 
Well, I ha- I have the spreadsheet, so I've got a backup just in case. Awesome. Um, yeah, I was looking at the the dark horse. I don't even. Um, I was thinking that, that Harrow County was ending, but it must not be ending with thirty. Um, so I guess I was wrong about that. So I, that was probably a few episodes ago where I said <laughs> it was it was ending. It's the this is the final arc. So right, we're still right. in the final arc, so I guess it's probably ending around 36, 35, 36, something like that. Uh, but it but it is coming to an end. Um, uh, this would have been a good one. Now we got another Josh Middleton Batgirl variant, and I was hoping I'd get a a, a peek at the cover, but uh, there is no there is no um, cover image on that one, so I'm I'm probably gonna lean no on that. Um, one thing that was really cool that you brought to my attention was this uh, uh, Suicide Squad B cover, mm-hmm. the the Matina. Uh, I don't. Th- th- that's the first time I had seen that image. Um, so is th- that's probably just F- an FOC released image there. Yep, we uh, we uh, just got it. Suicide Squad forty. Um, it's a Francesco Matina cover, and it is glorious. And uh, I I had to have one of these, and I don't even read this book, but what what a cool Matina cover that is! So mm-hmm. that's a that's a no brainer. You got it. Yeah, I gotta get that one. I was looking at yeah, some of the other ones were pretty neat. There's there's a nice Hitch cover for I think that's Trinity. I think. Yep. I'm just digging through really quick on our internal dc uh that's wonder woman 45 i think i might have the middleton cover let me just check really quick i have the a cover which is a dan mora cover also good (laughs) oh i guess i don't have that b cover sorry i was hoping i did um now when we I'm just going to jump around a little bit. There's a image book, a couple of image books that I've, that jumped out at me, and and one is the Redneck Twelve, uh, cover B April Fools variant, mm-hmm. and the cover to this is um, Cosmic Redneck. <laughs> so he's taken his Cosmic Ghost Rider that he's introduced in Thanos and uh, doing a play on with the Cosmic res- Redneck. I think this is going to be super hot and uh, is is one that I think will be a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it just got announced and the FOC closes on the second. So there can, by definition, there could not be that many of these out there. Right. Uh, in my estimation. Um, so uh, this is going to be a fun one to have um, in your collection. And I got a feeling it's going to be. Uh, eminently flippable as well if you so choose yeah I I agree I'm going to say it's probably going to be the print run on it's going to be somewhere around a thousand yeah uh, because the redneck itself is not a a super highly uh, purchased book I mean I think it did pretty good in trade compared to some of its other peers and the uh, image stable but yeah I agree I think it's a good pick and then we've got um, a, a Virgin cover for Ice Cream Man 4, which I don't remember being solicited. 
during the original cycle. It may have, and it may have just slipped through the covers or slipped through the cracks for me. I know um, it wasn't. But, so uh, you can tell when you look at the item code, see it's Feb 18, and then it has mm-hmm. the, the third number is an 8. Yes. That means it was uh, the item was released after the order form was created. Oh, that's that's cool. I didn't realize that. Yep. So that's uh, part of a designation for previews plus. So like your uh, the first two or three of those Walking Dead Sinkevich B covers, those had uh, the eight that series eight code as well um, because they came out after the order form and previews was created. So yeah, so you can if you look for an eight in the third number sequence, mm-hmm. then you know that it wasn't solicited previews. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, that's good to know. Um, well, anyway, th- this Virgin cover of Ice Cream Man is cool. Um, I'm getting it. Uh, I got to have one of those. Um, Ice Cream Man has been a really pleasant surprise, and. Well worth just a just a pleasant surprise. It's cool, cool to when when these things come out and uh, uh, you didn't know they were coming. Agreed. Now I'm just looking for eights. <laughs> well, the next yeah. one I know is uh, Doctor Strange: Damnation has one, the Tarnation variant. Is that um, tiered? Nope. It's an order all you want. It's even got well, a Why does it have a December order code? Is that a mistake? I think it's a mistake. Either that or it was something that they came up with. I don't know, but there's a Moon Knight in the bottom right corner of that cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you been reading? You probably haven't been reading this. Um, yeah, Moon Knight's, <laughs> Moon Knight's only on the team because he's already crazy and can't be made any more crazy by what they're doing. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's all right. <laughs> I, guess you're, I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> You'll be very happy, Drew. I uh, I did pick up the first trade of the Lemire Moon Knight run, and I enjoyed it so much that I decided to hold off, and I just placed my order uh, yesterday for the hardcover of the entire Lemire Moon Knight run. Oh, nice! Yeah, so that was that was him and Smallwood, right? Mostly, right? On that, yeah, yeah. That's that was fun. Uh, the other stuff that have those series eight codes are the second printing. So Thanos seventeen second print, the Jeff Shaw cover. That's one, and uh, I think there was an X Men. Yeah, X Men Red Two went back to a second print as well. Yeah, I was looking at the. Um... I was looking at that Thanos second printing, uh, mulling it over, and I couldn't tell by the cover if it was the same or not. I wasn't sure. Same same cover, anyway. I think it might be. I have one way to quickly find out. I see so many covers that I honestly couldn't tell you what's... They blend together. I can tell you key issues what covers are and (laughs) how they look different, but... Thanos 17. Uh, nope, that's a different cover. The A cover was the Infinity the Infinity Stones on the, the hand. And then yeah. the B cover was, 
I think the uh, the Cosmic Ghost Rider. So, yep, that's a different cover. Different cover I'm image. I'm going to get that. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll drop this into my request. Okay. Because uh, I'll have to get that then. Um, yeah, Thanos has been a lot of fun to read and a lot of fun to sell. Um, because it's been um, well sought after stuff. What else we got here? Got a Thanos annual starring the Cosmic Ghost Rider, of course. Um, and we do have got some Venom on here. Otherwise, I'm going to jump out of Marvel and go on and see what else we got. Yeah. Let's see. There's that Wilds I was telling you about. Yep. Um, Tons of fun. I'm gonna to have to add that second issue because I didn't. I was just sampling the first one, but I want to have to add that second issue because it was really, really good. Now's the time. And it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so I was like, dang it, that was so good. I want to read another one. Yeah, Rick and Morty. This is a. This cover is one that I think a lot of people are getting excited about that's going to get hot. It's the, the Pickle Rick, and it's the um, X-Men... Oh, what cover is this one? Uh, is this A or B we're looking at? This is the B, the Vasquez variant. Oh, Pickle <laughs> But it's the... It, it's a cover where Wolverine is in the spotlight and then it's got the wanted posters behind it and this is Pickle Rick standing there. So this is one that I think is going to be a slightly sought-after cover. Is that independently orderable or is that... Uh, it is. It's open to order, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to get that one too. Good call. Shadow Man do well for you up there? The Valiant book? Um, I think we had about a dozen people try it out so for a valiant book for us that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good yeah that's pretty good it's pretty good yeah exo manowar yeah so i think that's probably it off of the list uh, as far as the that's big stuff good. goes mm-hmm. there's a lot of good stuff in this week's list oh, yeah did wow. we did you talk about the justice league i feel like i have there's a cool cover for the justice league 29 no, I missed that. let I missed me that. i think that might be one where i have the cover and it's not yet on diamond let me just really quick page through um, is this justice league b cover we're talking i think it's the b yeah the b cover justice league of america yep here it is i'm gonna yeah, put it, have it in the old skypes machines for you that's also a matina yeah it's party all right, snag a picture. Unfortunately, those listening can't see the picture, but by Drew's reaction, you'll be able to determine what you want to do. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's 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 nice. Is it the same Matina? Is there more than one Matina? Is he like brother or something? Or the same guy doing <laughs> this one too? Francesco. Wow. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought I that was a good one too. So it's like uh, Batman in the foreground. Um, we've got, and we've got these, um, like JJ Abrams lens flares <laughs> all over the place. Um, and it, 
you know, we've got really nice p- painted style. That's really good. Who who are all these characters? Do you know who the? I don't know the JLA characters at all. Uh, I don't know all the ones that they have on here. Um, and of course, I've moved on because I'm actually looking at another picture that I wanted to show you. Oh, nice. Yeah, all right. I like that. I'm going to show you. I'll sell that Matina with my Suicide Squad Matina. So this was this was the co- the B cover for twenty eight, and I think there's a theme going on with these. Are these going to be connecting? No, they're not connecting. But I think you can see that there is a theme of a main character in the foreground with yeah. uh, secondary characters in the background. So the first one was Superman. The second one is Batman, which makes me wonder if the next one's going to be Wonder Woman. Um. Uh, imposed on the cover. This is Superman with a... Is that like an Ultron head or something? The bloody oh, skull. <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. So yeah, I like that one too. Anyways, yeah. I wanted to show you that because I knew that the, the JLA 21, 29 I thought was a pretty, pretty rad cover. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty sweet. So. Good stuff. Yeah. So how? So okay. So this FOC list is finalized for you. Go, you get it like a month in advance, and then it kind of goes through some machinations, and then you get it like that Friday before cutoff, right? Where it's like this is the final, final, final FOC. Yeah. But so you're still getting cover images released through the individual publishers. Right. So the way that it works is we do get four weeks out of the books that are in FOC. The list is not finalized until noon on the Friday before it's due. So FOCs always due Monday night. So we get it the Friday before that. So today at noon, the list was finalized for the these books that need to have their final order adjustments made by Monday night. Uh, the covers... There was at one point there was a rule that Diamond had that you couldn't solicit a book if it didn't have a cover and and or you couldn't have a book that didn't have a cover on final order, but <laughs> that has clearly uh, adjusted. <laughs> so what what specifically DC does is they will in our uh, Facebook our our uh, retailer Facebook group that they maintain. They when they get all these covers in leading up to FOC, they send them to Diamond. But Diamond can't always get everything processed in time, so the covers may not make it up as quickly as some people are doing their FOCs. So they'll go into the uh, the Facebook page, which is where I was pulling those other covers from, and they'll put them all up there and just let us know, like, hey, these are FOCing on April, you know, books that are going to be out April 11th or something like that. And they'll put all of the covers up there that they have, and yeah. they'll say, we're still missing these two. And so it helps us as retailers go in, and we can kind of see, and we can, again, share with folks that are interested in it and they, they can make a decision. Do they want it or not? So, yeah, so we kind of, you know, I will say it does take a little bit more work because you're grabbing from multiple places, but ultimately the end product uh, is a lot better because people get what they want. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, it baffles me that there, some of these, these books are three and four weeks out and they don't have a cover image 
but they they've got to be at the printers. Yeah, the weird thing is Marvel sometimes. Um, I don't know if it is a just a problem that they don't have enough enough hands or what, but it's one of those things where their covers, like there's books that have been out for a year and their covers still not up in diamond. So yeah, I don't so know what what not, that's all not about. Communicating well there, I guess. That's interesting. Yeah, because I would think this stuff would be have to be. Uh, I'm not. They print you know millions of copies of comics every month. You would think this there's like just a constant. They have to be f- at least a few weeks out for them to get these things printed. You would think and shipped at least. I would yep. think. So yeah, it's that's that's amazing. It's amazing. What a churn. Anything else in FOC you want to talk about? Nope, I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, that, this was a, this was a good list, <laughs> an expensive list for me, but a good list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's slide over to um, Diamond Site, which is operating, Woo-hoo! and uh, we'll look at uh, new releases for Wednesday, April fourth, and of course, go to the table view and start. Well, where we're we're starting with now, and we're starting with Boom, um, because uh, they've been elevated to premier publisher. So um, alphabetically, they they come first. And uh, I look down through here, uh, Mech Cadet U is still uh, doing well. People seem to gravitate to it. I feel like I kind of missed out on it. It didn't connect with me, and I don't know if I gave it enough of a chance beyond that first issue. Um, you like uh, big mech stuff, right? This is this, is this in your wheelhouse? No, this is not in my wheelhouse. I'm not. Oh, I'm not wheelhouse. a mech person. I uh, yeah. I did. I grew up in the era of Transformers, but it was not one of the things that I watched. Um, I despised the mech bat in Snyder's <laughs> Batman run. So okay, I'm I'm definitely not a mech person. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about mech bat. I blocked that out. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah, nah, not not much else else this this week from Boom for me. No, Boom, uh, pretty small list actually from Boom. Pretty small. List. They got uh, a you a, know Rugrats a dark, special a dark horse size. <laughs> yeah, list. Yeah, a new a new uh, dark horse. But I, you know, the last the March previews, man, Dark Horse has a couple things in there. They got a new Ennis series coming out. It's yeah. I think they might be starting to catch a little bit of a stride again so i hope so speaking of should we go to dark horse hey nice transition i didn't plan that yeah um xerxes fall of the house of darius number one is a frank miller written book Mm -hmm. uh, with a cover by frank miller and i'm assuming interior art by frank miller but it doesn't say that on my end um but frank Miller returns to the world of 300 with his sprawling historical epic Persian King Xerxes sets out to conquer the world to avenge his father Darius defeat and create an empire unlike anything the world has ever seen until the hardy Greeks produce a god king of their own Alexander the Great Frank Miller writes and draws uh, this long awaited companion to his masterpiece 300 well they say you can't go home again um, he's gone back to the Dark Horse well a few times to 
uh, mixed reviews on uh, some of them, and some of them have been well, really well received. Uh, I loved, I love Dark Knight Returns, so he always ha- will have a special place in my heart as far as a comic creator. I never read 300, though, um, so I don't know if uh, this is something I would even like. Did you read the original 300? Yeah, I read uh, I read parts of, the, I read the first, about two-thirds of it, uh, and then I just got distracted <laughs> and pulled on and doing other stuff, and I do mean to go back and finish reading it, um, and obviously the, the film... Yeah, the, the, the movie, movie yeah. we can we can thank the movie 300 for Zack Snyder running the DCU. <laughs> Ugh. But, um, yeah, no, this actually, we've had a pretty decent amount of pre-orders for this book in the shop. Uh, so that's that's a good sign. It's pr- So the interesting thing, too, is when it was initially solicited, it was initially $5.99. It's been dropped to $4.99, but the page count is still 40 pages. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I re- I remember when the pre-order cycle was going on. It was it was like ah, oh, a six dollar book. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I'm glad they dropped it. Mm-hmm. But they dropped it after the pre after the pre-order cycle. Yeah. So yeah, the damage had kind of been done, at least from a sticker shock point of view. Uh, anything else in Dark Horse that uh, catches your eye? Uh, no, I don't think there's anything that really caught my eye. I, I do like J.G. Jones, mm-hmm. his art style, and he's doing the second issue uh, B cover for Dr. Star and Kingdom Lost, which is another um, Black Hammer spinoff of Jeff Lemire's. And uh, it's a pretty cover. J.G. Jones is quite talented. He is. He's, uh, he's up there in... My books with Alex Ross, um, they both have a very similar painted style. Yeah. Different true, than Matina. Matina has a darker, kind of cleaner style, whereas Ross and Jones tend to have a little bit brighter, tends to have a little more texture to it. Yeah. Um, as we slide down into DC, um, if Kyle was here, he would tell you this is the penultimate Astro City. And uh, second to last, it's um, part of the the three parter that's kind of sending this this off. Uh, this this title uh, t- will end, and then they'll start doing. Kurt Busiek will start doing just sporadic graphic novel collections mm-hmm. of Astro City Tales. So it'll be a little different. Uh, it won't be quite the same. Um, I like the single issue format myself because they're so satisfying. Um, but this, this is, um, there's not many of these left, so please snap them up. And this is, uh, just, yeah, this is the second part I'm trying to, this feels like it's been delayed a little bit. I think, think it's been a while since 50 came out. So, um, uh, oh, it's that, it's that, uh, support group. Yeah. Yep. Cause you sent me, you sent me the half, the one half issue. Yep. That was the prequel to this. And, uh. That one about made me cry. The nearness of so, you, yeah. Oh uh, my gosh, what, it's what, a beautiful what an amazing, amazing issue. Yeah, yeah. So then, then fifty continued that story. Mm-hmm. Um, what twenty five years later, or something like that, right? Um, seamlessly, yeah. And uh, really picked up where he left off. So yeah, this will be great. I yeah, I can't wait to read this. Yeah, if anyone, if anyone's looking to try and get into Astro City. Um, 
I, I would honestly say just grab that half issue. You can usually find it for a buck or two. Uh, they did a reprint of it, and that's usually very cheap to get. It really is kind of clues you into the style that the book is written in. And, yeah, that half issue is just – it really makes you hurt for, for Michael because uh, it, it exposes what the – what happens in the superhero universes when there's a massive event and people are essentially they're um, they're retconned, there's changes, and they went from existing to not existing. And kind of the premise behind the book and the thing that I, I think really, for me personally, um, just kind of gets to, to me is he, he this is a man who was with a woman and he wakes up and the woman is not there. And so he goes through you know, series of, of time feeling like someone or something should be there, but not being able to figure out where she is or who she is. And he slowly puts it together and it's just, it's a short issue. It's literally a half issue, but my God, there could be probably a 300 page novel written about it. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. And just right below this, we're um, getting into the wedding phase of Batman the Bat Cat reunion is coming up, and we've got a series, a pair of covers, which you really need the pair. You do. We've got we've got Bruce Wayne looking in the mirror. He's in his suit looking in the mirror, seeing um, Batman, and we have Selena Kyle looking in the mirror, seeing Catwoman, and she's in her wedding dress. Uh, the amazing Joel Jones is doing the cover. And it's um, a really cool one, two uh, A and B cover uh, that I think are going to be. The, I mean, I'm going to put them in top loaders, and they're going on my shelf. I think they're going to look cool up there, side by side. And uh, I, I, I think this is a, a must-have. You, you got to have these, especially because it looks like this wedding's going to happen. <laughs> I, I, if I was a bet man, I wouldn't have thought so. But um, I think, and I think the B cover is going to be the tougher one to get. It's going to be the tougher get because there are still stores out there that don't get B covers yep. for whatever reason. The only thing I wish was different was I wish that on the Batman cover, I wish we didn't have the Rebirth Batman with the yellow outline on his bat. I don't know why, but my eye just keeps going to that, and I just keep cringing. But the the Joel Jones Catwoman B cover is beautiful. Beautiful Joel Jones, shadowy yet bright windows in the mirror. Yes. It's just it's gorgeous. Very well done. So you're gonna grab one of these, I assume, to take to C2E2, just because you'll be seeing Joel there. Quite probably. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty nice. Drew, would you like me to take yours to C2E2? Oh. I think you know. Actually, I think Joe. I think Jason had promised that he was going to get me a Joel Jones signature at the Hawaii Con. Oh, with with that. So I, I don't know. I don't think so. All I think, right. I think I'll let my Hawaiian brother hook me up. Good call. And I'll be one less thing you have to deal with because <laughs> you'll be busy. <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, we've got um Batman White Knight. Mm-hmm. It's almost over. This is uh, issue seven of eight, and uh, that eight cover is awesome, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that great? Uh, it's, it's it's just a really good. It has. It's been great. 
such a, another another really pleasant surprise. Uh, next one I had on my list was Harley Quinn Forty One. Obviously, you've got the Frank Cho B cover, but uh, this one in the little solicitation blurb, the last line says, "Someone's going to get killed here, and it ain't Harley." So she's been kind of palling around with poison ivy, and Penguin's been involved, and so I don't know what uh, what that means. Yeah, yeah, it could be the it could be the um, little short guy, <laughs> or the or the or her, his little uh, her pet. Yeah, what's her, what's her pet's name? I can't remember. Oh, the the little wiener dog. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember. I haven't read one for a while. What else we got going down here? Jetsons is ending. I'm. Uh, I enjoyed this little six issue thing. I'll be curious how it ends. Wasn't as good as Flintstones, but it was still kind of fun. Justice League B cover is a uh, JG Jones. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> really nice. I'm not sure what's going on and the image of that with that that's it's really beautiful. Yeah, the cat's cradle. Yeah. Wonder Woman tied up. And uh we got I don't know if these I will have to admit uh, I could be an issue behind, but new writers on Nightwing, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Uh, these are the oh man, those that's the new writers at least for this issue. So hopefully uh, Kyle can his Nightwing can get off the Schneid. Oh man, I I hope so, but I, I don't. Those aren't the those aren't the the creators I was hoping that would be on this book. Hmm. We can't get everything you want. No, I can't. No, I can't even get uh, Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason to stay on Superman. They have to go away. No, but you can even get them on Superman Forty Four. Yeah, can get them on this. <laughs> and uh, but but you have to get through the uh, Bizarro speak that's been throughout this this arc. That's right. And uh, I can only stomach so much of that <laughs> Bizarro talk. It's it's really hard to get through. So uh, I'll be glad when that part's over. Anyway, okay. I did not realize that that Nightwings had changed already. Hmm. Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, not a superstar creative team. Hmm. Okay. Some good offerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we slide down to Dynamite, we've got hmm, this Green Hornet uh, with the the gender switch. Did that do anything in your store? Did anybody get excited about there being a female Green Hornet? No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, not much in Dynamite. Uh, we do actually, we have a decent amount of subscribers for Deja Thoris. That's coming out. Um, Red Sonia, swash- we've got a couple. Yeah, yeah, that's good. The Swashbuckler Saga continues, number one. Um, cover yeah, A think by Butch Gweiss. This was a, I think this was a Bill Mantlo creation. This is, um, like a third or fourth volume of this, I'm imagining then. Mm, yeah. For a while. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, we'll go slide down to IDW then. Uh, we've got Demigod number one and Ron Mars and Andy Smith. Uh, cover doesn't do much for me. Oh, the toe. It looks like a 90s uh, image the, book. The B cover especially. <laughs> Is it even worse? Yeah. I wouldn't say worse isn't bad. It's just it's even more overt to me. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got here. Uh, the big one though here in IDW is we got Sonic number one. Yeah, the Return of the Hedgehog. Three hundred or so issues they had to re- renumber it. Yeah, and switch publishers. But hey, who was the original publisher? Was it Archie? Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it was Archie. Oh, man, I loved Sonic as a kid. The game? Both the game and I used to get the little, uh, like, pocket novels through our, okay. uh, what was that, goofy uh, the book orders thing that you would take home every other week, it oh, felt like. Oh, yeah, Scholastic, yeah. hmm Good times. Uh, let's see, as we slide into Image, we've got Analog. That Jerry Duggan book about uh, internet being yeah, kind of uh, the same premise away. as the Private Eye, the cloud kinda, burst. Kinda. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I st- I, I kind of st- st- uh, stayed away from this one, but it does look nice. And you've got Declan Shalvey and Jordy Belair uh, doing covers for it, so. You, uh, that's usually a good sign. Second printing of Gideon Falls, so that that did well and sold through. Mm-hmm. Glad to see that. Yeah, Kyle's I Hate Fairyland. Yeah. The one that Image has really, well, I don't know if it was Image or if they just paid for it, but this Isola, this was something that we got a lot of promotional stuff for, and I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it, uh, Isola number one. But it's basically the captain of the Royal Guard has fled the capital city with the Queen of Mars, uh, suffering under the effects of an evil spell. Captain Rook's only hope of returning Queen Olwen to her throne and saving the kingdom from impeding war lies on an island half a world away, a place known in myth as Isola, Land of the Dead. I'm in. Sounds fun. Yeah. I didn't like the font. You didn't like the font? Wow. I didn't I did not like the font on the cover, so um it it, it I, I stood away. I, I occasionally do that. Occasionally fonts fonts uh rub me the wrong way. <laughs> I know, it's weird. It is weird, but that's okay. It's, it's okay. Yeah. And we got uh Sex Criminals twenty three back, five finger discount. And a Marguerite Sauvage triple X variant. Snot Girl finally finishes its arc. It feels like it's been delayed, but <laughs> or- audio, the order code says otherwise, but eh, I don't know. We got this, three Matina covers yeah, for Spawn. So this was the same thing as uh, Spawn 283, where it was previously solicited as a different artist for the covers, and they weren't able to get it done, so... Matina, on top of all the other covers he's doing, apparently was able to jump in and do Spawn covers. So you've got a regular, a black and white, and then a Virgin. All of these were open to order, but I don't know how many retailers paid attention to it. So it's one of those ones where there could be a a, a glut of them, or it could be pretty thin. 
Yeah, and it's it's a violator return, which has been since like issue two or three, I think, of Spawn when he first made an appearance. Right. Mm-hmm. Been a long time. Yeah, that's a, that's a it'd be a cool set and it would have been very affordable. You know, two ninety nine books still. Yep. Even Walking Dead's not two ninety nine anymore. So that's cool that they're towing the line. Of course, Walking Dead um, with the Sienkiewicz cover. If you notice the order code, it has that eight. So I think this was yeah. the last of the non-preview solicited ones. Nice. And then what the where the where the spec money's been is in Marvel lately, uh, residing with Amazing Spider-Man seven ninety eight. This Here it is. is. The one, right? Yep, this, this is, is the, the one. one. We've got ourselves a Red Goblin here. And uh, the Ramos going to be the one, the tough one to get? Um, No, I think there's a 1 in 25 and a 1 in 50. Two different Delato covers. Uh, those are going to be the tough ones to get. Oh, okay, yeah. Kind of a no-brainer there. Yep. Sure. You got an Avengers sighting. Those have usually done pretty good, sold out. The uh, This one's 687 or uh, part 13 of the No Surrender hoo-ha. Yeah, I, I haven't read that. Um, I tried, but yeah, he's. I've heard great things. People have loved it, and uh, there have been a lot of... Uh, Speckable things happening in there. And this was the one that had, I don't know if it was issue 10 or 11, or one of them had the Hawkeye, the random insertion of the Hawkeye variant. We're thinking they'll do that again. I don't know. I keep looking every time we get them in, kind of wondering, but nothing yet. Yeah. And uh, we've got an. on all new Wolverine 33, they're doing an old woman, Laura. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but to c- kind of a companion for old man Logan. And we'll see if that character sticks or it's just a, a one, a one shot deal. How are you? I mean, I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing the Infinity movie, mm-hmm. but I I really don't have a lot of interest in all these Infinity offshoot comics. The Infinity Countdown Prime and yeah, are how's your store? What's what's the temperature up there on that? Uh, we are we're adding to what the pre orders are. We're yeah, getting. I think we got. The first one that had the Granov Captain Marvel cover, we ended up getting 20 of that, and I think we are down to five, four. Yeah. So those sold really well off the shelf. Um, it's kind of hit or miss. Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the actual creation, and I think in this case it's being driven by covers. Final issue of Black Bolt. That was a fun fun series uh, 
There is that fifth issue of Marvel 2-in-1, and it looks like they are adventuring in space, looking for uh, the rest of the Fantastic Four. I'm hoping there's some clues, because you got to get moving, guys. <laughs> uh, this is the second to last um, Brian Michael Bendis Miles Morales, Spider-Man. He's ending with 240. This is 239. So almost done with that one. And I think that and uh, that that might be his last book. I think that was his last. I know. Or is Iron Man uh, Invincible 600 Iron 600 is going to be his last one too. I'm not sure when that one's coming out. You know what? I think that one that one we just got solicited for in the March previews. So. Yeah, so that might be that. Might That'll be, be final. Yeah, so he'll be wrapped up with everything else. Uh, Venomize number one, I believe, has a one and two. I want to say one and twenty-five. That okay. is going to be a very hot book. I believe that's a Matina. Let me try and find it really quick. pretty good I'm oh, sorry it's a delato also he's also good <laughs> yeah there's a one in 50 delato that is I think gonna be the hottest of them and then there's also a one in 25 delato that's a different cover so here is the one in 50 and the one in 25 oh yeah that's nice. 125 is pretty cool. As well. Those are your big money books. Those are the ones that are going to uh, command a higher dollar, but also resell at a higher dollar. Yeah, those are nice. I think that's it for Marvel. For me. Yeah, uh, just as a quick heads up, the 1 in 25 Delato is already selling for 50 bucks, and the 1 in 50 is selling between 80 and 115 So. Pre-sold? Some pre-sold, yep, and then some yeah. already up for sale. Nice. So, back half. Back half. What's Where left of it? Go hacking and a slashing. Well, uh, the first one that I've got of any note for me is in the H's. Do you have anything before that? No, go ahead. All right, Helm number one. And this one's coming out of Action Lab. Um, seemed like a fun, a fun story. Uh, pursued by the Merciless Legion, the mysterious witch Luna Lemire wanted for a laundry list of crimes against the Commonwealth evades capture in an effort to intercept a train carrying Eldrick Spellsong Jr., a magic maker she believes to be the key to unlocking an age-old prophecy. Um, not necessarily a hot spec book, but could be a fun read. It's first issue, and I kind of get some vibes of uh, Aladdin or Prince of Persia just in the way the art is, and then... Um, 
just kind of evading capture being chased along rooftops and stuff so yeah it looked kind of fun i'm excited for uh this alternate comics tinseltown number one okay written by david lucarelli with art by henry ponciana and uh, it's a a crime book uh set in 1915 hollywood with the first female police officers and uh it feels like a hard case crime type of style. Mm-hmm. And so um, for a buck 50, definitely worth a flyer for me. I'm going to jump back up to the eyes. The Iron Maiden Legacy, the Beast number four. Uh, these to have tend to sell out pretty good. Uh, and because there is a very strong and dedicated Iron Maiden following, these have a life outside of just comic stores. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys do well with those. I'm sure do. Metal. Uh, Welcome to Paradise, number one from Scout Comics, written by AC Medina with art by Morgan Kendrick Sawyer. It's uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly set in an underground bunker the size of California, and this is one that we had uh, as one of our our previous spec picks a few months ago and uh it has that that art style has a a ryan murphy-esque look to it with the angular vehicles and uh the way the the people are drawn Mm -hmm. i was really i was drawn to that looks pretty good I saw a third issue of uh, Jazz Maynard's out. Yep. This week. That's cool. Aspen has, a, Aspen has a new book called Portal Bound. Uh, sounds like it could be kind of interesting. Uh, obviously not Michael Turner. So we've got yeah. Mark Roslin and Gabe Carrasco on the writing and Alex Arismendi on the art. The mm-hmm. A cover's pretty cool. Uh, reflective faces and a very prismatic and fun-looking cover. 17-year-old high school student team up with a brilliant scientist, quick-witted Brett to save both worlds, so some multi, multi-world multi stuff. Could be kind of fun. Anything else back there? Not really a ton of other stuff back here. No. I will give you the... Uh the honors of uh, picking the can't miss spec for the week. think I know what it is, but um, I'll let you uh, go ahead and take it. Well, if you have a, a shop that doesn't pay attention to all their variants that they're getting, if you can score one of those Delados for ASM, that's where you're going to be. <laughs> but if we're just going to take something right off the regular rack and go with it. Whew, um, Yeah, like couple of good options here i think i'm uh you know obviously asms that's too easy of a pick so i'll say you're not, you're not gonna take it <laughs> no i'll i'll let you take that one i'm gonna say you're gonna want Ooh, i have to look for one thing really quick okay uh... now see the thing with asm 
We've already heard just a quarter of a million copies of that sold. It doesn't matter. You, you still think it's going to be super hot? Uh, yeah. Okay. We have people calling us asking if we can put some aside for them already. Multiples? Yes. They're asking, could you get please put a, a stack of 10 aside for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Um, I'm going to say let's go with the... Uh, the Batman 44B cover. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great one. Um I yeah, I just think that's going to be an iconic cover, especially if this marriage holds up <laughs> and then sticks around for a while. If they if they do let Tom King write this till issue 100 like he wants to. Um it will have another uh, that'll be a really nice I think it's just, it's just going to be one of those that stands the test of time. At least I'm hoping. Um, so then I will I will take the easy, the road less traveled and the low hanging fruit or whatever, and and I'll take ASM. Uh, I'll take the Red Goblin appearance, man. Um, you got to have it. So pick it up. Be one of a quarter of a million people that pick this up. And yeah, and I would say just as. Uh... Contingency plans, I think, keep an eye out for Isola number one and for the Spawn Matina covers. I would say probably stick to the A or the Virgin. For whatever reason, the, the black and whites don't seem to do quite as good. Um, yeah, I know. I, but, I, I would have thought that. I wouldn't have thought that, but I've been wrong before. Now, uh, before we get out of here, yeah. uh, we we, uh, we talked about FOC. um and a lot of cool stuff we've talked about pre-orders and and uh, you know LCSs and customer service and so we've got listeners who have varying degrees of quality LCS in their neighborhood and some of them have a good LCS and we wouldn't want you to stop going there but if you're looking for an LCS and Cowabunga uh, appeals to you anything we've talked about here today how can they um, go about getting started sure with you yeah so the easiest way is probably just to shoot an email either to orders at cowabunga comics that's cowabunga spelt with a k dot uh, com or eric eric at cowabunga comics.com either way they all roads point to me for that uh, and i'll be working with you you can also go onto our facebook page facebook.com slash incredicow we're uh pretty active on there so if you want to just shoot us a message we've had some people do that that's the uh probably the two easiest ways um you can go online to our website com, and you can get other contact info if you want and other emails that's fine but the probably the quickest and easiest are going to be orders at cowbunga comics or eric at cowbunga comics and we'll you know kind of share with you what we're what we're doing how we've got everything laid out um you know if you want to call uh, we can set up a time to, to discuss kind of what you're doing. Certain groups, uh, depending on where you're ordering from now, if you're doing mail order, have different policies on how their books are sent and how they kind of wrap things up. So we can kind of talk a little bit about what, what I'm aware of. Uh, I don't know all of it because obviously I don't order from them, but certainly can tell you what I'm aware of and we can kind of work to get you rolled in if that's what you're interested in doing. But, um, you know, a, a big thing for us with this new location, it's... Uh, we, right now, I don't have a place to do the mail order stuff, so it's literally on the tables uh, in the store, but in this new location, I will actually have a 
full uh, full room with multiple tables where I can handle just the mail order stuff. So that's going to be pretty exciting for me. So I want to make sure I can keep the tables full of good books for folks. Yes, definitely. Um, we appreciate that. And we thank you for guesting on this episode. Um, what did I say it was? Did I say 449? Does that sound right? Yeah, I think it's 449. So when next week, if Kyle does return, it'll be 450. And, uh, man, we've been doing this a long time. And so uh, for Eric and myself, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, see ya.